have in verse 11 and verse 12, and then we'll drop down a little bit further and we'll talk through a few things in these 33 minutes that we have. Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist, but he who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Verse 12. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. Spirit of God, you always have your way. Father, from the day I committed myself to you, an imperfect man that yielded to a perfect God, you choose to use me and you have not stopped using me. And I believe you'll never stop using me because I will continue to present myself to you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. All right, you can take your seats. Nothing but greatness in the kingdom of God, part three. Nothing but greatness in the kingdom of God, part three. I went through five points on Sunday. I want to drop down to point number four, and then I want to start talking from point number four. Uh, with me, uh, those of you who don't know me, I love stability. I was raised in a household where there was not real stability. I had a good mom. My mom was very good, but my surroundings were not comfortable. As, and I was the youngest child. They were not comfortable. Um, so I, I, I always sought after security. My dad wasn't in the house. So it, it'll function in, in a couple of different ways with you. Either you'll resent fathers or you'll long for fathers. I was one of those that longed for a father. I wanted a father. I, I, my dad wasn't in the house with me, so I longed to have a father. So in my growing up years, I, I still longed to have a father. Until this day, to this day, my biological father is gone to heaven. Uh, I hope he got, he made it in there. And my spiritual father is in heaven. Um, and I still long for them. I still, I still long for their presence. I don't have their presence, but I still long for it. So that was a longing that was created because there was a deficit. Now on the flip side of it, you can become resentful because you didn't have it. Or if you had it, it may have been abusive. So uh, my longing went in the other direction. So the stability that I desire, the consistency that I desire is what I work to create. So what I needed, I created. So what you'll see if you're ever around me on a consistent basis is you'll only see, most of you only see me on, on Sundays and Wednesdays. And, and some of you who, who uh, get on fast Facebook, uh, refresh your morning, you see me on Tuesdays. But anybody that's around me constantly, they see the consistency. Because I want to create consistency because I needed consistency. Okay? Whatever I need, I create. So there's a lot of consistency in what I do. I didn't know if the lights were going to be on or off. Those are things you are never going to have to be concerned about. My wife, my daughters, they never had to be concerned about that. You're not going to be concerned about that, especially at this location where I get all the information. I get all the information because I want to create stability so that you can trust. I don't need you wondering about something and missing worship. If you're wondering about something when you're in this house pertaining to this church and pertaining to me and pertaining to my wife, then you're wasting your energy. Your focus should be God because we take care of business around here. Okay? 
We take care of business around here. If you want to worry, that's your choice. You know, what we, we have a little thing, some dumpsters out there, because we're working on something to make sure you don't get wet while you're in the church. Okay? So you can read between the lines on that. So I'm going to go to number four. I'm talking through at 830. I'm planning to be exiting, okay? Number four was the kingdom promises things that, uh, the, the promises something the world nor religion can promise. The kingdom promises something the world nor religion can promise. And as I talked a little bit about it on Sunday, uh, if a religious person promises you something, don't believe it. Uh, Peter said, Lord, I'll be with you. I'll die with you. When that, that, that crock crowed, <laughs> he said, I'm out, too much pressure. So religious people will promise you something that they can't hold up. The world will promise you things that they can't come through on. They do it all the time because they don't really know the true for, forecast of what's going to happen. God always knows in his kingdom what the true forecast is. So when someone promised you, I'm going to be with you forever, you know, let me, let's just, just do this scenario. You know, you, some people promise you that you were always going to be around. How many of you, by the raise of your hands, have somebody that promised you that that's not around right now? Okay. That's, that's pretty much all of us and, and the streamers too. So that tells me that people can't uphold their promises. But the kingdom of God is what I was seeking because I wanted something short. Because I was raised in instability, I wanted to make sure I had something with, that was stable. Now, I walked through religion. I joined a church at 10 years old. I saw a whole lot of stuff when I joined that church. I saw a whole lot of inconsistencies. I saw a whole lot of people that should have been with the leader and supporting the leader that didn't support the leader. I saw all of that. So when I started pastoring, I didn't even want any parts of that kind of thing. So I built and structured in a way that when people got mad at me, they didn't have the power to do anything. Quiet now, isn't it? So when people get mad at me and really mad at me, they leave because they can't change what I do. Because in the structure of the kingdom, you can never stop Jesus from being king. So with the structure of the kingdom, you can never stop me from being the pastor of this church. And it's set up that way because the type of church that I saw is not biblical. It wouldn't speak this much about the kingdom if we were supposed to do it the way we've been doing it. Stay with me. So the Bible speaks about them forcing their way into the kingdom. Everything I saw growing up was a bunch of empty pews. Wasn't nobody forcing their way in there. Only time they forced their way was on Christmas and Easter. So you're telling me you created something and the only time there's a force in their way in is on Christmas and Easter. 
So you're telling me that you're doing right and the only time you got a crowd is on Christmas and Easter. Doesn't sound like the kingdom of God to me. It says since the days of John the Baptist until now, the people have been forcing their way into the kingdom, into this system where you can't vote your leader out. Let me, let me help you, let me help you to understand how you scatter people and you stop uh, having crowds. You get these people running around with these little attitudes. And when they start talking differently when, than what's preaching and the vision, people start scattering. I don't know how it was a good church when you came. Now it's a bad church since you met somebody in the parking lot. It's the same church. It's under the same influence. The same person is leading. The same God is over that person. What's the difference? You met up with a church person. That's the difference. You met up with a church person, a person with a church mindset, a church that, that per, church, a person that wasn't benefiting any off of the message that was being preached, a person that's frustrated because they're not seeing the results of what's being preached. So they start talking. So it stops this, this uh, forcing their way into the kingdom. To be honest with you, they jealous of you. They're not jealous of me. They're jealous of you because you're too happy. You're too excited. You, you're just excited and they got a problem with you. You just got out of your car with a smile and they're mad at you. So, so they, were, they were forcing themselves. They were forcing their way into it. So if we create the right thing, they will force their way into it. Uh, before we came to this building, right after we got to this building, before we started giving people titles, I think they got lost when they got a title. So before we started giving people titles, at the other building, we were in two services, about to go to a third service, was in the 300-seater building. And you would see people in between services get out of their cars, running across the parking lot. Hey, I, they barely hugged the greeters because they were trying to get in to find a seat before the rest of the crowd got there. They would run across the parking lot. They said, where are you going? I'm trying to get in to get me a seat. Because what we had created was an environment of the kingdom of God. And at that building, you didn't have all this chatter. No, you didn't meet nobody talking negative around there. Because of what we had created. And we, didn't, we weren't good at anything but preaching. Only thing that was good was my preaching. But we had created an environment that people wanted to be a part of it. This is a funny thing. On uh, Yesterday I went to a uh, funeral service uh, for uh, D.A. Danny Carr's uh, stepfather. And uh, we stepped, we were coming out of the funeral and we're standing outside. And I have judges coming up to me and said, we've been watching y'all and we want one of those t-shirts. So, so what's happening now is through my preaching and teaching, 
that religious church people may not respond to. You got those who are watching through the window. So I want one of those t-shirts. So I'm coming, I'm going to sit in the back because I don't need the camera to catch me shouting as a judge. See, the reason most people don't understand what I'm building is because their appetite is dry. Anytime you, you have been drinking old wine, you never really desire the new or the fresh. Anytime you've been in religion and you're a religious thinking person, you really don't gravitate towards the kingdom. Even though it's beneficial to you and generations after you, you still say the old is better. You still want us to, to do, is it, hey, Charles, old Charles? It's a charge we keep. You know, you got upset because we didn't do a charge we keep. You know, well, they, it wasn't working for them, so why would I do it? Y'all, you, you don't know what that is, do you? It's good. Don't ever find out. It didn't work in all those years, so we don't do it around here. It's when they shut all the doors and these guys that can't sing are up front making this noise that you can't understand anything that they're saying and the ushers are standing at the doors like security. You can always tell when they got that religious spirit. They won't let you in when we're praying. Anytime you meet one at that door that won't open up that door when we're praying and I told them they can come in, they can come in, but they, they still got their old mindset. He's praying, so we got to keep the door closed. Doing old stuff in a new day. So if the people are going to force their way in, how are you going to keep the, the, the doors closed when we're not even doing a charge to keep? Okay, for those of you who don't know any of what that means, that's okay. I, don't, I didn't really understand it either. I didn't understand why those ushers were so mean. When you got 10 ushers and one nice one, and this is the church. Okay. Okay. All right. Only got 18 minutes left. So everything that, that was promised, I, I was in systems that was promising me what I have right now and couldn't produce. Let me tell you something. I can promise you, if your heart is right concerning me and what I'm doing, everything I'm preaching and speaking of your life will come to pass. Everything. 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 I, I don't care how low you are. You keep listening to me. You keep right, the right attitude towards me. Everything I'm preaching will manifest in your life. Only thing that can stop it is your attitude towards me.
That's how the kingdom operates. Let me go through number five, and then I'm going to go through a few scriptures, and we're going to be, we're going to be done. Number five, use of God's kingdom principles will never fail you if utilized properly. If utilized properly. If utilized properly. You have to utilize them properly. You can't, you know. I tithe, I tithe, but after tithing comes stewardship with the 90. Now, you, you tithe, we clap, you clap, we're excited. Now, stewardship of the 90. So, all that happened, you got God's money out so you wouldn't misuse it. But you can't misuse yours either. So there has to be stewardship to the 90. It's easier to steward uh, a 10% than it is 90. So there has to be some stewardship. So those are principles that we operate by. Honor, honor is a principle. You never want to be dishonorable when a person is standing before you who you can see their achievements. Honor to whom honor is due. If I say I came from 23 people, I came from a home that was no father in the house, and I'm doing as well as I'm doing right now, that deserves a level of honor and respect. When you choose to disrespect that, you are dishonoring it, and honor is a principle of the kingdom. Well, Look at what I got, and I didn't, I didn't have honor. Your eyes are not open. You really don't have that much. You just think you do. So in the kingdom, sustainment comes through honor. If you want to go to a great place, pick a person to honor. What happened on Sunday, I had some guests here on Sunday, all the way from South Africa. Now, there are people at home didn't know that they were gone. So the honorable thing is, tell the camera people, don't put the camera on them. Don't mention their name when I'm on the microphone. We weren't dis being disrespectful. They said, we don't want that to happen because they don't know we're gone. So we honored their wishes. Nothing is biblical about that. But it's called honor. They didn't want to be seen on the camera. They didn't want me to say their name and, and acknowledge them because people not only in this region are watching, but people in other countries are watching. And they watch me and many of those guys over there are like my brothers. So they tune in to everything I'm doing. And they didn't need to know that they were here. So that was honor. The things that, that a leader holds dearly or cares about dearly, if you respect that and uphold that, that is considered honor. That's a principle. So I talked you through, through a few principles. I have 15 minutes to go through the rest of what I have because what I'm talking about, the kingdom of God is extremely powerful. It's extremely, it's a superpower. It can take a hold of something that's truly depleted, something that seems like it's marginalized, something that seems like there's no hope for it at all. It can take a hold of that and build greatness out of it. It can. It can take a hold of a lie. It can take a hold of a death and bring a res resurrection. It can take a hold of a sick body and use it to heal all around the world. 
It has that ability. But you have to have the mind for it. If you want to come up and you weigh down, you need to hear what I'm preaching. Because see, nobody's fighting you while you're at the bottom. What I'm preaching is going to bring you up. When it brings you up, you're going to have another group of enemies. And you're going to need it more then than you needed it before you heard me preach. Okay. So, so this, this thing that, that we're talking about, Matthew 6.33, Matthew 6.33, this is what it says. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. How can it not be a superpower? And if you prioritize him and prioritize his kingdom, every need that you have will be met. Now, what the devil would do and what people would do is try to get you off focus. Whenever you start prioritizing him, people will come and try to get you off focus. They'll start asking you to do things that you know you're not called to do. They'll start inviting you to places that absorbs your time and your energy to get you off focus because you were seeking him first and his kingdom and all things started moving, but they'll stop moving if you stop prioritizing him. So my job is to always prioritize him, always seek him first and his kingdom, his way of operating and everything that I need, it will come. Everything I need will come. Everything I need, it will come. Every single, I've been living it. Every single thing I need will come. I never doubt if my supply is going to show up. Let me quickly tell you what the church is. It is a place like an oasis or an embassy in the earth that you can show your faithfulness on the earth to God and God rewards you from heaven. So he places a church in the earth, a building structure in the earth, a group of people in the earth. Therefore, you can show your faithfulness to your service and therefore God honors you from heaven. So you never want to, no matter what they say about the church, it's not, it's not the church, it's the people. The people get crazy. The church is always the same. So he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, things, things shall be added to you. They're going to be added to you. Every time you turn around, here comes something. My, myself and Lady Davis, don't get jealous of us. We're seeking the kingdom first. So stuff continues to be added to us. It's on multiplication mode now. Because we didn't let anything that happened to us change our priority. And see, you got to guard the priority. You got to stick with it. You, I don't care what's going on around you. Don't let anything steal your focus. I don't care who's crazy. Don't let it be you. So this, this, this thing, this, this phenomenon to the church, if clearly embraced, will start to manifest and begin to transform your life. How do you know that? Because it happened to me. I am not talking about some myth. This happened to me. He took what I gave him and all I had was me. I didn't have anything else. I had me. And I understand through reading my Bible, God likes an offering. I don't have turtle doves. 
I don't have a cap. I don't have, I have me. All I have is me. Will you take me? He said, yes. So I am not serving on my own. I belong to him and he belongs to me. So he took me. It's not arrogancy. He took me what I gave him. You don't want to give him yourself. You want to give him your tithes, but you don't want to give him you. I gave him me so he don't have to worry about tithes and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't have to worry about me giving him worship. What do you mean I'm not going to worship on a, on a Wednesday? I'm not going to worship on a Sunday. I worship every day because I belong to him. He wants worship. He'll take little old broke you. And if he can get worship out of broke you, he'll fix you so he can get better worship. He knew I would never lose my focus on him. You give me a little church, I'm okay. You give me a large church, I'm okay. You give me multiple churches, I'm okay. You give me influence in other countries, I'm still okay because I know where I came from. You're still first in everything. Give me a small house, I'm good. Give me a large house, I can't even see all the rooms in it. I'm still good. So this, this thing is, is working. Now, you know, no disrespect to any Caucasian person, but based on the history, if we don't embrace the kingdom, we will always be renting what somebody else owns. Now, the, the longevity part, the existence of something, because I need something that is going to satisfy my bloodline when I'm no longer here. Uh, there was some false teaching when I came up and some of the, you know, Pentecostal styles, hold, they said they were holding his own, didn't know what they were. But they said that you were going to live forever. Well, I haven't seen anybody that lived forever. So I got a plan for the time that I exit. You know, I, I believe I'm going to live a long time. But I haven't met nobody two year, uh, 200 years old yet. I haven't met them. So everybody I met that was older, at some point they left. So I have to understand that. So I have to get God committed to my bloodline when I'm not here. And the only one, the only system that's committed to my bloodline is the kingdom of God. I am, I am happy and I love to help pastors, wives, and children after their husband has gone to rest. Because the way the church is set up, it doesn't happen. So I can work all these years and I can give all my life to this church. And then when I leave, you forget that she's First Lady Davis. So I have to set up the kingdom that secures the fact that when I leave and at some point I will leave, that, that they're taken care of. Because I can't trust people that don't have a kingdom mindset. Psalms 145, Psalms 145. Psalms 145. 
We're, we're walking this thing out because, you you know, we I've seen it for years. I've seen where, where the pastor passes away and his, his wife gets kicked out of the church. She's sitting on the sideline now. Now she's got to go find her a job. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And she, she's never worked before. And the church should be ashamed of itself. You killed her husband. Now you won't even take care of her. Psalms 145 verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures throughout all generations. Seems like it's permanent to me. Seems like I can trust in that. Based on what I'm reading, I, I, can, I can believe in that. What I learned wasn't like what I read, so I could not trust it. Let me take this just a step further. Anything that doesn't think like the kingdom cannot be trusted. They will not uphold their obligations, nor their responsibilities, nor will they be consistent at what God has ordered. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. So Russia can't dethrone you. It doesn't matter how much, how, how powerful the forces of darkness are. They can never overthrow you. So you're going to be good to me in my generation. And you're going to be good to Sasha in her generation. And you're going to be good to the grandkids in their generation. Every generation God's going to be good to. You want to know why? I got a word on it. I am not building a church. Because if the mentality of the church stays like it is, we can't trust it. I told you, I believe in stability. I live through instability. I am not going to do instability in this which was supposed to be God's and we turned it over to the devil. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. And your dominion endures throughout all generations. So I have authority and power. Sasha has authority and power. Anderson has authority and power. All the children that come after us will have authority and power. You want to secure your children's authority and power. You change your mind right now. So that you can download in them the ability to stand when nobody else is standing. It's not that I have not had opposition. It's that no weapon formed against me shall be able to prosper. I have the authority to keep getting up when everything in life tried to knock me down. See? I'm hearing that, that somebody reached out and said, uh, I don't know how, but I, I need to get to that church. This is, what, this is the word that's out there. I, I need to get to that church. I don't know if I can get me a shirt, but I need to get to that church. Let me show you why they're trying to get to this church. John chapter 12, verse 32. 
got to be careful what you build, pastors. You got to be careful what you build. You got to put in the infrastructure to make sure your family's not disappointed if you go home at some point. John 12, verse 32. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. I don't understand all white church. I don't understand all black church. Because if he is lifted up from the earth, he said he'll draw all peoples. Let me tell you who, what's blocking your peoples. Those religious folks you got at the doors. When Jesus is lifted up as king, it will attract all kinds of people. When he's lifted up as kings, we can't say we're kings until he becomes king. He is king of kings. He is Lord of Lord. You remove him as kings, you lose your king. The day I remove him as king of Refresh Family Church, Refresh Nation, it's the day I lose my authority. It's the day I lose my power. It's the day that we lose miracle signs and wonders. It's the day we lose our upgrades. It's the day that your house that you have goes up in ashes. Everything that's been done in this house has been because we're serving an everlasting kingdom. And you don't want us to change kings. Because if we change kings, your position will follow that change so you want us to keep serving the king of kings the lord of glory the great i am because as long as we're serving that king he's going to continue to be good to us he's going to continue to bless us he's going to continue to change us he's going to continue to heal us he's going to continue to restore us and some of us came in depleted but i know a king that knows how to come into your life and bring restoration for everything that you have lost. His name is Jesus. These blessings that rest on Refresh Family Church and it is a result of us serving the King of Glory. I'm gone. The stewardship of a king will determine how much respect he receives from the other nations. So if the king of glory stops being good to his citizens, then to all the other nations, he doesn't look like a good king. So what's been happening is because we haven't had the, the, the mindset of the kingdom. He has not been able to be as good to us as he wants to be. So when he wants to be good to us, we start acting like church folks. But when he wants to be good to us, we got to act like sons and daughters. And say, Daddy, come on and be good to us. Daddy, come on and show every nation that you're a real good king. Come on, Daddy, and bless us. Come on, Daddy, and heal us. Come on, Daddy and restore us. Go ahead and show this world how good you are to your sons and to your daughters. I dare you to shout in the atmosphere. Come on. 
Friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right. Log on to StephenADavis.org now and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenADavis.org. We'll see you next time.